welcome to the sanctuary, a safe space to speak from the heart. I'm your host, Israel, and my guest today is the co-founder, CEO, brand manager, all all round good guy, Kola De Boboye. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the sanctuary today. Thank you for having me on here, man. It's a pleasure. Very, very yeah, I remember, you know, having Kai and Luke uh, at the Get Down, on the Get Down podcast, and it was like, oh, man, I had such a fun time listening to them talk about it. And I was like, okay, I want to learn even more about the genesis of LDN. So do you want to take me back to the beginning? Like, how did you and Kai meet and why did you decided to start LDN, letting dreams be, let dreams be noticed? No, no, no! I got it wrong. I always get it wrong. Let dreams you get got noticed. You got, right? no, you let dreams be noticed. Let dreams yeah, yeah. Be noticed. Oh, I didn't right. get it right. Let dreams be right. noticed. Yeah, great. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so, right. how did how did you all yeah. start? Yeah, definitely. Um, how we started was like so. I'll, I guess, I guess at the age, I guess I'll start when me, me and Kai met. So, me and Kai, we met like ten years ago. Me and Kai, I'm twenty years old, turning twenty. Kai is two years younger than me. He's nineteen right now. So I met when I moved. When, I met him when I moved to Canada for the first time. I'm from Nigeria, I'm, I'm Nigerian. And I moved to Canada. So like, and like, I come in here. He was like the first person who was like my friend who introduced himself to me. I was a very shy kid. No one really like knew me. I was new to the neighborhood, new to the community. So I didn't really know a lot. And he was definitely that person who kind of like welcomed me in, open arms, super friendly. Actually, super super friendly guy. Like he's one that he's the one that made the first move to even introduce himself to me. I was super shy. I was like, yo, I don't want to talk to anybody. I was scared. And I guess from there, we just kind of like connected. We realized we had a lot in common. Like even though it was ranging from like, we had a lot in common in like music, um, like even playing video games, even like editing, even graphic design, all that kind of stuff. We had a lot in common. So I guess I kind of like be like playing with each, like kind of like hanging around with each other all the time and kind of like just like doing things together. Kind of like, man, so holy shit. Like we are a pretty, like we work well together. So I guess like from there over year, over time, we got into playing video games. So at the time we're playing video games, we um we made like teams like clans. If you ever played video games or played Call of Duty, you know that back in like twenty like fourteen, there's like a there was a big phase where like everyone was like in like teams and stuff. And that's where like we kinda and then we obviously created our own team. Had a lot of trial and error in that. It was fun kinda doing that. And then like over time you get older. Kai got into music. That was like insane. He started getting into music. Um I remember the start actually, like he when he so he started producing. He's the first one to start producing, start making beats, and then he introduced me to start making beats. We started making beats together for like a few months. Like some of our beats are still on like SoundCloud and shit from like five years ago. And we started making beats, and then like he went in, he kind of like got to the point where like we're making beats all the time, even though they're like shitty ass beats. We're making beats all the time, <laughs> and then like I then I was like at that point, <laughs> and at that point I was like okay, like I guess like I kind of made a decision to either like should I like go with music or should I like go with like something else my kind of something else so and I, and I chose to go with like business and kai kind of chose the music because he was naturally just talented the day. and like he kind of like that ambition for the passion and drive for it mm-hmm. and like he kind of like did that then he just started rapping his own beats and then it kind of like took off from there when like he started rapping his own beats is when like i guess like the vision kind of like came to us like i, <laughs> I guess that kind of so i guess he started making his own beats and then like for some reason a lot of people really liked him like making music and i was like okay cool this is cool 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 and like I guess like from there it kind of like started like snowball effect and then like i guess like i remember like one night the night i had like the specific night we kind of like came up with like ldn and let you be noticed 
And it was like, we were sitting in Kai's bedroom, like literally like brainstorming. It's like a summer night. I think I was just 17. He was 15. We're just like, yo, we're bored. We need hobbies. That's what our mind was. We're bored. We need hobbies. Like, we want to hustle. want to do something cool. And then we kind of like going back and forth realized, okay, in Halifax, Nova Scotia, there isn't, there really isn't any hip hop rap scene geared towards like younger kids, adult, younger adults, teenagers. At the time, most people we knew of were all like in the 30s and they were more old, like more older rappers who appealed to more like our parents or people like older siblings than us. Mm. So I guess that's where we kind of realized, okay, like there isn't really a market for this. Like how let's make this market. And like, well, you know what? Let's uh, Kai, Kai had the idea of creating a record label. Like, yeah. At, at the time, we're like, I was up to like, yeah, let's do a record label. And then from there, it just kind of like naturally happened. And then, and then obviously you start making beats and then obviously like we didn't really tell anyone we're going to like make a record label or like even form a little collective or anything. It just kind of started off just like for fun. And then all people like for some reason gravitated, gravitated, gravitated towards music. Like a lot of our friends were like, okay, we like making music too. And then they were making music and they're like, oh shit. So then for some reason it was like, I remember there was like this like, what's the word? There was a little like, I don't know, like a. Uh, Outbursts, just like everyone wants to be a rapper. <laughs> I remember, like, yeah, I remember the friend, like everyone to be a rapper. I'm like, even to this day, all of you are still like, yeah, I want to rap and stuff. And like, it was great to see. By the time everyone wanted to be a rapper, and then that's when, like, I guess we started, like, I personally started realizing, oh shit, these guys are talented. Like, some of these guys have got some talent. Something we could do something with this. And then that's when it kind of like started. It was kind of like. We started realizing a lot of our friends and parents and people we knew of were musically talented, and like you're like, yo, let's do something with that. Let's not let's let not let's, let's let us not make this go to waste, kind of thing, right? Like let us start this like new age music for the newer kids and all these young adults and all these like teenagers, because like yo, there's no one really appealing to us unless we want to appeal to them, pretty much. I guess that was kind of like our mentality starting off all the end. In a record mm. label, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you know that's a quick yeah. snapshot, but like I, I like breaking things down a bit. So if it's okay with you, oh, definitely, let's go. Uh, yeah, let's go back definitely. to like okay. So you meet Kai, and like you know, you guys become friends, and basically because you love playing the same games, and he reached out to you. But like, uh, do you personally, what else songs did you grow up listening to? Oh my god, what songs I grew up listening to? Mm. Um. Okay, see, it's funny actually. <laughs> I get made fun of this to this day. So originally, I I was not really into hip hop at first. Uh, I was I was into EDM, very very random thing actually. Because like I, I just like, I guess especially like my family is like I was grew up in a Nigerian house, so my parents never played any Western music. I was kind of a lot of Nigerian music, a lot of like Fela Kuti, a lot of like traditional Nigerian artists and like African artists is what I grew up with. So kind of like grew up with that coming to like Canada. I, I was not exposed to like rap right away. I kind of like, I naturally found my own music and that was not found my own music, I naturally found music that I liked, which ended up becoming, which at the time was like EDM, like house. It was very and, like pop music. So it was like very like mainstream, like stuff that you would see on YouTube. Like I used to like, as a kid, I used to, I love, even to this day, I love watching music videos. Like that's like literally, I think that shit's like an art. Like people create music videos, it's fucking amazing to like see, like you get a song, you get a visual to it. It's, I think it was beautiful. So I guess like I started off watching music videos, so I gravitated towards like kind of like the EDM. I, I really like like the hard hitting bass, hard like the energy that comes from the song. I really like that. So I guess like kind of like trying to find my music at an early age. 
I was kind of around that realm, and then Kyle kind of introduced me to like rap and like kind of showed me like, oh yeah, this, those are rappers, and these were rappers do. And then guess like, obviously I was like, oh yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> That's where my mind was like, yeah, this is what I've been looking for this whole time is yeah. rap. So I guess like naturally I like I got into rap music, and like even like I'm so like very nat- naturally into rap music, and like I didn't really grow up on rap music. Like, I kind of grew up on a lot of like traditional African music, like Fela Kuti, like Olanda Hole. A lot of stuff like my dad listened to, my mom, my parents would listen to, because like every morning as a kid, my parents would play like like Nigerian artists, and I had to wake up. I remember waking up like seven o'clock in the morning to listen to Nigerian artists. I'm like, oh shit, like yeah, this is groovy. This is so I guess like that kind of like it kind of like it's still in me, and I, I love. I'm happy I had that kind of upbringing with music. Dope. So, what kind of artists would you and Kai be listening to? Oh, okay. So me and Kai, one. <laughs> We like uh, we our a lot of Travis Scott. That's for sure. <laughs> a lot of Travis Scott and like a lot of like Travis Scott, Kanye, Kendrick Lamar. Um, I'm not a Cole guy. Makai likes Cole, like J. Cole. I'm not really into Cole. Whatever. Why not? Cole, I, Cole, he's a great artist. I respect him. I, I don't know. I, he's too much rappy rap. <laughs> Sometimes it's too much rap. <laughs> I was like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, so like a lot of like, I'll, I wouldn't say we had like specific artists. We were really more curious on like the design and actually like construction of the songs. Mm. It's like artists, so like, I guess like artists like Kanye was a big one because like he would like his music was something you wouldn't hear everyone do. Mm. So we gravitated, gravitated, gravitated towards those type of songs. Mm-hmm. So gravitated to like more songs where like the artist is more like he's. You have more producing control. Mm-hmm. And, like, I guess, like, those songs were... That kind of explains why we literally make all of our own beats and shit in-house. Because we realize, oh, shit, like... We have a saying, actually, is that we believe... I was saying is that... I, we believe, and I personally really, really believe that the best artists are producers. And I guess, like, we... And I guess that was, like, the type of music we would listen to. So, like, Travis, like, Kendrick Lamar, and, like, Kanye, and... Kind of, like, the big... More of, like, the bigger names now who are, like, more, like, certified to, like... I'm like official, yeah. Mm. So why do you say that producers are make the best artists? The reason why I kind of say that is because um I feel like one thing I really really believe in is the creative process, and like I really believe the creative process. You can't really I feel like you can't accomplish a creative process without having like at least some type of control and having some type of a say. Mm. And like especially in like in music, if you have a lot, if you have, like a lot of artists like. Like Michael Jackson, for example, his songs are completely curated. The Michael Jackson songs, you know a Michael Jackson song. You know, you, it stands, oh, and I feel like as an artist, it's important to kind of have that control and have that say because you're constructing something that, like, is reflecting who you are, expressing who you are. And that's, I feel like it's harder to do that when someone else is like, oh, here's a beat, rap on it. I mean, that's great. You can do that, but I feel like you can really take it to the next <laughs> level with that production and that kind of construction. That's why I personally believe. That's just me. A lot of people probably disagree with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. That's all good. I mean, that's your opinion. But, you know, when you mention <laughs> something, it, it reminds me of uh, Kanye West Runaway, the song. Yeah. Um, if you've, like, the video is amazing. And I, and I think just actually that whole Dark Fantasy Twisted, whatever the album was called, that album was just amazing. Um, so you guys yeah. were listening to Kanye West and stuff. And then you'd make beats, but like, what um apps, what what software are you using to make your beats? 
Um, we use FL Studios. So FL Studios, I still around. We use FL Studios, and we were like at the time we would like go on YouTube and search up whole how to make, uh, I don't know, like a type B. Like you ever heard of this type B? It's like oh, how to make like a Travis Scott type B, how to make a Drake type B, and we go on there and like that. We, what we go through is like okay, let's say I damn for example, the damn album came out. I liked humble a lot. I go and I go on YouTube like oh, how to make a humble beat, and then I'll kind of like like replicate it and then obviously when you're replicating you're kind of like learning as you go how it was made and i guess like kind of, i guess like that was kind of the, like the original creative i guess like the process of making beats it was kind of like we just copy cat what was already made right and like see oh like mm-hmm. i really like how that sound that beat goes hard like it's bouncing and then we replicate that beat and like okay and then over time you just kind of doing it you kind of pick up on like little oh shit they did this with the like with they did this with the 808 this with the kick or like there's a synth in there or like whatever this sounds in there so i guess like over time we pick up on these little like blocks that kind of like contribute towards the whole structure of the song and i guess exactly. that, I that, that was it was very beneficial i feel like in the in the kind mm-hmm. of how to produce and learn how to like i mean i don't know how to produce that well like i'm not i wouldn't say i'm a good producer but the guys who make the guy like kai and luke and them they're they yeah i guess we so- say that's how they, they definitely work yeah, so you guys, you know, just had this laptop and stuff and making beats. But, like, when you started, okay, you know, you had this discussion with Kai that summer night. And, like, okay, let's do LDN. Um, did you, like, you know, start thinking of, like, setting up, like, a stereotype thing? And uh, um, and then the guys that were coming to work on the songs, like, how did you... You know, how did you grow that out? Like, you know, I mean, you are friends, you all <laughs> like music, but how do you go from, okay, we just like music, listening to it, uh, maybe making some beats to let's do our own thing? Um, okay. <laughs> um, that's, yeah, okay. I, I'm trying to see how I can answer that. Um, I guess how it kind of happened was that it got to a point where, like, obviously, like, everyone wants to like be a part of it everyone wants to make music and everyone wants to kind of like do it and obviously that's that's great and obviously that's the best way to start in life i feel like it's kind of like it was so generalized i feel like, okay i feel like audience started very general like it was very like a general so it, it was like we were, it was no structure it was nothing really going on and i guess like kind of like actually realizing that people actually liked the music and like either like especially when it was like kind of like very like they liked the music at, at the early stages i guess that kind of like it reassured me and like okay like there's something here to be done and obviously when like mm-hmm. i feel like i had a vision like my vision to this for ldn is that i see ldn as like i my why i categorize ldn is like we provide an experience is why i categorize ldn is like we, our goal is to provide an experience even though that's through our music through our music videos through a business through whatever we do we're providing an experience that kind of correlates and relates to who we are and it's kind of like showing people yo I, we like this work and if you're like mine you also like this come have fun with us it's kind of like what mm-hmm. we how we approached it so I guess kind of like going with that kind of mentality, like wanting to give an experience, wanting to like make music that people love. It was kind of easy to kind of like say, oh, I feel like what happens like it's like throwing. It's like I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to find the best analogy. It's like we. So I guess like we kind of have like a board. I'll say like a theoretical board, and then like the people who stuck stayed. If you didn't stick, uh... you didn't really stay. So I guess that was kind of like natural process. It's kind of like I remember specifically we had like kind of like a commitment check. Because it's like, obviously, you want to do something that's, like, very serious. And, like, if you think that you're very passionate about it, you don't want people kind of like, oh, this is willy-nilly, in and out. Like, you can't have people do, being half in, half out. Mm. So, I guess, like, at the start of LDN, we had, like, 22 people in there, 23 people. 
which is like which is which was amazing, right? And the Tuesday we still were like all oh, people are great, but then like that's a point where like we're like okay, we have to do a commitment check. Like we want to get to the, we want to take it to the next level. We have to find a structure. We gotta know who's like we gotta we gotta con, like it gotta be consistent, bro. Yeah. We gotta know who's the team. Like who wants to make music? Who doesn't want to make music? I guess from there it took a it definitely like it took a few months and definitely like a few months or a year for that to kind of like even like settle in kind of like because even me I didn't have an idea what the what the hell LDM is gonna look like right I didn't know I'm like oh isn't, no, I didn't have an idea I kind of like was going with like the feeling and kind of going with the flow and mm-hmm. the other guys were also going with the feeling and the flow and we just kind of going with what was right and over time like when you follow your intuition that leads you to a, a, a nice place so I guess like mm-hmm. kind of going off like that natural feeling of like okay like this feels right. You work very well with this person. And I guess that was a very important to kind of see who kind of like worked very well together. Mm-hmm. And I guess like miraculously, I would say the teams really bonded. People who bonded very well kind of made the best music together. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess that was how it kind of started. It was like, oh, like we, my bad. No, no, no. So like you, you okay, okay. The, you, you, the, the people that were meant to be there stayed pretty much is what you're saying. Yes, very much. Yes. And, and like, cause like I stayed, we started with 22 people and now we're down to like 10. And like, mm. it was kind of like, we had like a commitment check where we had to let everyone know, like, even though like, it was like, you're my friend, but like, it's also like, this is something that I really care about. And like, if you care about it, yeah, come and help, come and thing, contribute bring your talent if you don't like and also like if you don't care about it, that's totally fine right like everything's not for everybody so i guess like kind of having those conversations with everyone and kind of like seeing oh like i just noticed a lot of me on you know, like the guy me and the guys who are like currently ldn we had a lot and we had a lot mm-hmm. of thinking and a lot of like goals and stuff that were very aligned that kind of made it easy like be like okay like we're just like i want to know that i see ldn doing this you also see ldn doing this oh perfect come over here and i guess that kind of really helped with like forming it kind of having that common consensus as a group and that also goes into our music and obviously like who works well together like we've i've noticed over the year over like the year the year or two now doing out the end of i know the guys like me and the guys are i know you guys on a personal level and like that was what was really important for me and especially i feel like everyone else was kind of like know each other on that personal level of like oh yeah like we're not just making music mm. we're doing this because we love to or like we're doing this because we see it we have a passion we're doing this because like we, we have a goal and we want to do want to impact this and change this. I guess that really made it easier to kind of like know who to be a part and who not to be a part. Mm, 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 <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, what were some of the things you did for that commitment check though? Like some specific things you did? Yeah. Um, one of the things we did was like me and Makai, me. So the first thing that I, the first thing I thought of to do was I need, we need a team. We need like a, a team that can like oversee and like because I, I realized at some point like I was doing a lot of shit. I was doing a lot of the admin and managing things myself. I realized there's no way I can't I can't manage twenty two people. That's literally impossible. <laughs> like without myself. So I guess like I the first thing I taught was I didn't worry about like kind of like the collective. I worried about the team. I'm all like the internal. I'm like okay, like we need a structure. And then my goal it's kind of like last summer actually. My goal is to kind of like build a team. And I can definitely say I built that team. With like the team right now is me, Kai, and Luke, and like Kai and Luke were the two on. They did the Get Down podcast, and like it was kind of like creating that kind of like managing team, and then kind of like defining what those people were gonna do, and then and then over time, me, I'm just happy. I kind of like I have a mentor who kind of helped me with that business aspect and kind of like how to structure a team. So I guess like 
kind of like talk to my mentor and like do my own research and like kind of talking to the guys and like going back and forth with Kai and Luke. And we just kind of found out, okay, these are the things, these are our strengths. Let's define our strengths and then put them to work pretty much. Mm. So I guess like how, what, how that kind of went down was like, okay, we had, so for like the way, I guess I would say the internal team and the imagined team is kind of structured is like, there's me, this Kai, there's Luke. Me, I do a lot of like the business. I, I call my job, I make shit happen. That's my job. <laughs> I just make sure shit happens. That's my. That's why I call. Him. I sever that down down to that. And then Kai is all about like artist management. He's like artist management. I guess kind of like A and R, kind of like help, helping artists develop because like Kai was naturally was good at that. Like he's, he's the one to start off making music. He's literally the one I would say that put on. He's the one that put on every artist in LGN can. Art kind of Kai was the one that was like, yo, you you can rap, come rap. If you, you can like, and this is when like no one was actually rapping. He was like, yo, like he would make a beat, like hop my beat for me. And you rap, he's like, oh, you're actually pretty good. And like, he would kind of like going from there. So he got really good at that kind of like artist management. So I'm like, yo, Kai, I trust you. You're good at this shit. Get that done. And then yeah. Luke was, um, Luke is kind of also artist management, but he's more of like a pro- producer, engineer, and kind of like he does a lot of creative development as well. And Luke's like, Luke's an amazing producer. And like, kind of like Luke's like, like he was a, he was a, he was a guy who kind of like helped with like the first like LDN album. Luke did a lot of the production on that and sharing on that. And like so like he kind of like he he understood how to kind of like structure an album and kind of like make it work. So I really like leaned on him and we leaned on all each other to be like, yo, like these are our strengths. How can we mm-hmm. use our strengths to our advantage? Mm-hmm. And I guess that's how we kind of like start off with the internal team. And then after having the internal team, it just kind of made it easier because we know, okay, I have people I can rely on. Yeah. And then now I now that when then I guess after that, once you have the internal team, we kind of got to work with like, okay, let's really, really get this collective structure and kind of like, who, what is lectures? What is lectures we noted, and who is lectures we noticed? And then funny actually thing actually last mm. summer, this is when during COVID, um, we got access to a studio in the in the square, the community we live in, and because the, the studio hasn't been in use for like I think like two years or three years, and then like because Kyle was like making music, so he like he knew the guy who owned the place. The guy's like, yeah, you guys can use it. So I guess what we did was like we ran a camp, we ran an LDN camp, and the oh. point of the camp was kind of like test the water with everyone. So the goal was to kind of get everyone in the same space and really just just kind of like just make music and see what see what vibes connect, what vibes don't connect. Yeah. And I guess I'm very very happy to do that because that really like showed a lot of everyone. It showed it showed like the the collective and the team's strengths and like what they I guess what the artists and what the guys could bring to the table. And I, that really made it yeah. for me, made it easy for me, Kai and Luke to be like, okay, you work well, you work well, you don't work well, you work well, and you work well. And then I'm like, okay, let's group these guys who work well together. It doesn't work well. Kind of like, thank you for coming out. Thank you for your efforts. It just doesn't fit the vision we have right now. And obviously, mm-hmm. there's no no harm, and people understood, like, yeah, like, yeah. And a lot of people, like, and also with the commitment check, that made it even much easier because, like, we always like to put the ball in the individual's court. I didn't be like, oh, like, you're trash. No, we didn't do like, we're like, oh, she here, like, this is what we want to do. Do you, are you on the same page kind of thing and like we let them know like people are like oh she and i would love to but i'm not really fully interested perfectly fine man that's totally understandable mm-hmm. so i guess like kind of doing that kind of like commitment check and kind of like doing that kind of like test runs led to kind of like the collective we have right now wow that is actually pretty that's a pretty great approach right and like you're building this team you can't you, you know okay wait there are a lot of things that need to be done. I'm one person. I'm not going to do it on, on my own. 
uh, but there are people that are around me that have these strengths. So I'm just going to reach out to them and make sure that one, we are all on the same page and two, we are all working towards this thing we want. So what, exactly, what, yeah. what we now said, okay, this is, uh, you know, we, we said it, LDN, let dreams be noticed. Um, what were some of the goals you had in mind when you're like, okay, this is what LDN is? Um, the goals we had in mind, I would definitely say it was like, and one thing that is, is kind of still the main goal to the day, and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm making sure about it, is the main goal is the music is the most important part. And that's one thing I always like, I always like to tell myself all the time, like, yeah, the music is the most important part, regardless of doing business or whatever, or doing whatever. The music has to be the most important. It's a focal point. That's where we started off. That's where we're going to keep going and it's kind of center everything around that. So I guess like kind of like really focusing on like making music and really trying to push ourselves to create music that we have never heard before, create music that no one has really heard before. And like mm. that really was a, was a was a common goal a lot of the guys shared. It was like they, they wanted to create music and wanted mm. to make music expressing who they are, expressing what they've been through, music that people can connect to. And I guess like that was just clear enough to be like, okay, yeah, the common goal we have is music. We are we all connected by music. We all love music. Music is a universal thing. Anyone can listen to it. So I guess like kind of like seeing that and kind of like being in the studio with the guy really, it was like something to aim at. And I guess like kind of keep the music center is like, okay, we have music. Now it's like, often we have music, there's so much you can do with music. And then that kind of led to like, you know what, let's throw around, let's expand to music shows, like music venues. Let's throw around show. Let's, I don't know. Let's do music collabs or whatever. But that's what I would say. It was like kind of like the common goal was the music. Mm, yeah, you know, having such a powerful one and super focused goal makes everybody know what we are doing. We all know that you know we are Facts. friends. We like each other, <laughs> but also we are here to make music. We are here to make music that we love that makes something to us. But something you've been mentioning over and over again is business, right? How did like, you know, cause yeah. you know what I mean? You could just stay in your, yeah. you know, in your, in your place, in your studio, make some beats, put it on YouTube, whatever. Um, when did you decide, okay, you know, we actually um, consider the business part of what we are doing. Um, when I realized that was kind of like, when like, Obviously, it was when I realized that it was, um, my bad, I'm trying to think. When I realized that it was kind of like when, I guess, the ball got rolling with the music. And then obviously, the, 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 the okay, when I realized when, like, the dreams, our dreams were like, okay, we want to, like, throw a festival in Halifax. We want to throw music venues. We want to make music. And then, then I realized, okay, to do that, we need money. We need, <laughs> we need money. We need a structure. We need some type of credibility that people can say, oh, yeah, Dave can do that. Yeah, so I guess that's when the business aspect come in. Obviously, I'm a I go to, I'm in school right now for business. I'm a marketing major, and kind of like I, since I love marketing so much, I was like, okay. I, I originally I was really I was really focused on the marketing aspect of a business. Like I was like, okay, marketing is everything. You have to market this, 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 that. It's look good, all that stuff. And I'm, I mean, like, I wasn't wrong. Mm -hmm. And then like over time, like talked to my mentor. He's like, he kind of like opened my eyes. Like, yo, like you got to think bigger than that. And then that's when I was like, holy shit, we could run this like a business. And I feel like the business, and I personally think the business approach with the music was the best approach for us mm -hmm. because it kind of like, it's like you're having fun with the, it's like, why can't I say it's like you're having fun with the music, but the business approach is kind of like how you would like 
make sure this like it's kind of like it was make sure that you can keep having fun with the music. That's what I kind of was kind of thinking with the business. I'm like, okay, like we can have a, we can make this out of a, we can. And okay, my bad. There's so much I'm trying to cover. Um, I guess. <laughs> Take your time. We so I guess time, like with the structure, having the structure. My bad. I wish I. <laughs> so I guess like create after after creating the structure of the team, it was kind of clear. I'm like, okay, these are skills and these are things a lot of people need and want to have want to have. Mm-hmm. And obviously, as a me growing up in the kind of like my family is very business oriented. I grew up in like hope, hope blooms, very business orientated. That kind, of, my mindset automatically goes to the business side of things. So I'm like, okay, like how can we make this profitable? How can we do what we love and have fun doing it and make money doing it? Mm. That was kind of the, that was that was, a, that was a real big question for us. <clears throat> kind of like, okay, was this profitable? Can we make money from this? I guess that was kind of my challenge. I kind of took it on. Like, okay, how can we structure this? I guess that's when like the structure kicked in. That's when we kind of kicked the record label. That's when kind of like the collective kind of kicked in. Mm. So I guess like, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that when we was the business was kind of like when you start. I started doing my research into record labels and realizing how much money they were making and how much money they were making off artists. Not how how much money they were making off the artists and how much money the artists don't even receive. So that's when that kind of like that business entrepreneur side kind of kicked in. Like holy shit! Like these guys, like, these mainstream guys are getting fucked over. By the by the by the man, he's taking eight percent of your profits. We that <laughs> something that can't continue. Like that can't continue in this type of field we're in. And that's one yeah. thing I was trying to like portray to the guys like yeah, we have to be entrepreneurs, we have to be owners of our own shit, we have to do shit in a way that we're in control and then idea that we have final say. Not someone's like, Oh yeah, you go do this. Mm-hmm. And that's why and that's another thing which made it easier with forming a collective is that the guys also the guys also had the same mindset. They didn't want to work for anybody, they wanted to be their own bosses. And do something they love that had an impact. Mm. So that even made it easier. Like, okay, these guys are committed. I'm committed. Now let's go into the business side of it. Which was at first I can't lie, which was, which was like super blurry. Did not know what the hell I was going to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing I knew about business was like, okay, I, I did not I had no idea. I'm like, okay, how do we approach this as a business? And even to this day, I'm like, I'm like, eh, I kind of have an idea, but like that's what I would say it was kind of like. That's yeah. That's what I would say about the business side and how it kind of like came together and kind of like how it started manifesting. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, another uh, thing apart from <laughs> yeah, no, it did. It did. Apart from business, another thing that keeps coming up is your mentor, right? Um, how did you meet and like how did he get or you know how did this person get to be your mentor, and what impacts do they have on your life? Oh my! Oh, my mentor's name. Shout out my mentor, Bruce. His name is Bruce. Great guy. I love the guy. Um, I met Bruce through um when I was second year of university. Second year of my second year when I I turned nineteen is when I met him. So like at this point, I'm already like a year in with LDN. And like at this point, I was kind of like just running, just going with everything. I didn't really know how any how anything worked. And I met him through um. Through Hope Rooms and through one of my uh, my I guess my my godmother she was well connected she's like yo this is this guy Kalade I think I think and then, cause she kind of introduced us and then like I just had a conversation with the, with Bruce and like he's like yo you know what I really like you we should link again and then that's kind of went from there went from like oh like it's like a regular conversation I just kind of told him what I what I was doing what I like and he's like oh man like. He, he, one thing he told me, he's like, I see, like, he told me he see the mini version of him himself and me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So I guess like from there, 
he kind of like he was like this kind of stuff like helped guide me and i'm very very appreciative like, to this day i always think like yo man like you really really helped me kind of like get to that next level because i didn't know how to get to that level. i'm like how do i go from where i'm at and take it to like okay this is a level where people are like yeah what you're doing is incredible what you're doing is sick and like he kind of helped me with all like the all the that whole gray area no one talks about like there's so much gray area and so much like behind the scenes stuff no one talks about you kind of help me with like okay understanding what that is the importance of it and mm. why i need to do it and then that kind of like oh shit he kind of made that important scrum like, oh shit i really do need to do this yeah to make this company or make this business survive mm. and i guess like he kind of like he i remember like he was like this is why it's one thing i learned from him was that a person who gives you books is a special person to keep in your life and he was like, he was that person, like, he used to, like, give me, like, books to read, like, little, like, books. And I read them, like, holy shit, this guy is giving me pure game. <laughs> he was like, and, like, that helped me with kind of, like, further. And, like, kind of, it helped me with, I don't know, it was, like, a weird thing. Like, he was some type of, like, I don't know how he knew, like, the right, he gave me the right books, which helped me, like, help build, like, help me build LBN to where it was. I don't know mm-hmm. how he was, like, yo, just, and, like, he would, like, give me a book, like, read it. And I'll read it, I'll come back, he's like, what do you think about it? And I'm like, yeah, I, I took notes and blah, 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 blah. He's like, okay. It's like, actually, now you're done this book. I have another book for you. And then he kind of, like, <laughs> prepared me. No, later, like, he prepared me to, like, yo, like, because I, I, was, I was talking about, like, like I said before, I want to kind of take everything to the next level. And he's like, this is how you do it. Because, like, I didn't know how to. I was, like, good research, and no one's telling you, oh, yeah, this is how you take your shit seriously. No one tells you that. It's like, good luck. <laughs> it's like, and he was like, yo, like, this is, these are kind of, like, little, like, stepping stones to get to that point. And, like, obviously, he wasn't like, oh, like, this is how you do it. He's like, he's more of like, here, here's a little nudge. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Oh, oh. And then, like, it's kind of like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like a trail. You know, like, you, um, in the cartoons, he's like, there's a little trail of, like, food. It was like, that. oh, like, oh yeah. Shit. Like, oh. Big and then, like, yeah. little gems and gems. I'm like, and he's like, boom, like, wow. This makes a lot of sense. So I started, so that kind of helped me get figuring shit out. And then I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, just, it was very. It was. It was the help I needed. I'm very, very thankful that he came in my life at that time. It was like mm-hmm. perfect timing, realistically. That's great. <laughs> and that you was know, kind of the impact he had on. Yeah, me. he I, still has on me. Yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah. I, I believe having a mentor is always a great thing, especially someone that believes strongly in you. You know, to that level, someone that's open to sharing their knowledge with you. That's always a great thing. Here's one though. Like you know, I know you always started at 22, yeah. whittled it down to 10. Um, but like 10 is still a lot of people, right? 10 is still a lot yeah. of people. So let's talk about the first album. How do you decide who goes on one track? Like, and how do you even <laughs> decide what track gets in the album, you know? Yeah. Um, how do you decide? So most of this part, I don't, I don't really say, I don't really, I mean, I have, I don't have a lot of say in this part. I like to give this part to the actual artist. I'm like I consider myself kind of like an A and R fan. I might A and R. I might listen in album like give my opinion. That's so what the guy and I appreciate the guys because we had a relationship where like the guys were like yo like just show me like what do you think about this and I was just giving my honest answer. I'm like yo like maybe you gotta add a bridge or whatever your delivery wasn't strong enough. And I guess like kind of trying to be a part of the creative process. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's another thing that was very very important. It was I kind of learned from my mentor was that as like someone that wants to run a business, you can't like you can't I can't. And me, especially me being like a co-founder and like whatever, a CEO, whatever, manager, whatever. I can't be, I can't, I didn't want to create a hierarchy organization. I didn't want that because I, why I mean, not? it works. But I feel like for, I work, but I feel like for, one, the reason why is because the people I was working with, they didn't operate like that. 
And I, I, at first I tried that. They didn't, they didn't operate in that kind of like higher someone telling you what to do. And obviously, I'm because I'm the same. I don't like people telling me what to do. Obviously, I like listening. I'm like something like, oh, like you go do this, you go do that. And the guys, they were the same way. Like they wouldn't listen to me. Mm. So I was like, okay, I got to try a different approach. And I guess this is where I kind of like realized that I had to be as involved in the organization as possible, be as involved in the music as possible, understand what everyone is doing, mm. understand how they're doing and why they're doing it. Mm. So I really kind of mm. challenged myself to be like, even like me, like, this is like, for example, like we had like a show coming up, I was playing the show and the guys were in the studio. I would go work at the studio with the guys while they're making music. I'd be in the environment. And like, it was just kind of like, I just really wanted to kind of create that environment and the guys will create, they also create that environment where like, it was very like, it was welcoming for me to work in. Mm-hmm. And it was also, it was very motivating. It was like, the, I was like, the guys were feeding off my energy, I was feeding off their energy. I'd, I'd be in the studio and I'd be like on my laptop and then I hear it be like, oh, that's fire as fuck. Like, yo, like, <laughs> and then I'd be just like throw the inputs and then, then like, it was like, that's how it starts. Like, you just throw a little input, like someone starts something and someone's like, yo, do this with it, do this with it. And then we all kind of like, we got to a point where like, we all, we all, Accept our all accept all of our input and criticism, mm-hmm. and we understand that we are saying it to each other for the betterment of each other. We're not saying it to bring you down. We're saying like, you know what, this is, that sounds really fire. Yeah. By try this, yeah. And then yeah. that's when I guess like kind of like having that environment to do that is very very important. And like I guess like kind of like creating that environment, it was great for me and the guys because we were like, like the guys were like even shit I do. I tell the guy I'm like, what do you guys think about this? Like I trust those guys so much. I'm like yo like. You guys are like my second sober thought. I'm like, what do you guys think about this? What do you guys, how do you guys, do you think this works? Because sometimes I approach things and my approach could be like completely misaligned from the whole organization. And the guy's like, yo, yo, Pilate, like, yo, come back here. Like, you're kind of off a little bit. And then I really appreciate that because uh, I appreciate because that kind of help helps with the execution and kind of like the whole LDN. Is, yeah, the LDN yeah. as a whole. That's what I would say. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> um. So... Before actually, you know, we're going through this whole third wave thing, but uh, before COVID hit the very first time, what were some of the plans that LDN had? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, one of our plans was definitely like we we wanted, and we still to this day we want to th- we love throwing our own shows and our own venues, and like we got, and it's funny because we got our we got our first show in literally like weeks before covid like covid night the first wave ever hit and we were very pumped because the first show was like we threw it on god in the streets we had 75 people turn out like we did like wow. it was like the first this is when ldn was even like ld it was ldn was a thing but like no one really understood what we were doing we we're just making music and having fun mm. so so our plans were like we we're gonna like throw a lot of venues and like pretty much build build like the music up build the catalog build the team up and like really just kind of create. That's the one thing we challenge ourselves to like create, create, and create a lot. And try to like just kind of like keep pushing out there, just trying to just kind of like create and improve in ourselves. Mm. And I can't lie, COVID kind of helped with that a lot. In what actually. way? Because like in the way that like our mentality going to COVID was like, okay, the world is shut down, the world is slowed down, everything has come to a stop. This is our time to catch up and get ahead. So I guess like we just kind of like locked in and we was like, yo, like we're never gonna get this chance ever again in our lives. And for some reason, I think the universe is blessing us. Mm. It's like a blessing in disguise. And we just like, we just literally like we'd spend like 12 hours, literally, I'm not kidding, like 12 hour days in the studio for like five months mm. making beats and music as a collective or individually. Like me, like I remember like 
every day I used to clock in six hours of like LDN work Whoa. outside of my regular work. Wow. Because I, I lived, I was shouting. No, like we were, and, and the only reason I had motivation to do because of the guys. Mm. The guys one day, I, there was no way I'm clocking every, like I was literally like, was like, okay, this one, this actually, this is the I actually picked up from Makai. Makai was like, yo, like, because Makai, Makai's a freak with music. He just literally sits in his room and makes beats all freaking day. <laughs> and that's why he did all quarantine. He was like, he would lock in for like, He'd be up at nine o'clock in the morning making me to eleven, and then he'd go to bed and repeat that wow. all quarantine. So, so I was like, so I guess I kind of seen that. I'm like, holy shit, I can implement that into my kind of like work. Mm. So can that kind of do? And I guess I did that, and then I guess that kind of like replicate. It spread through the whole team. So the whole team was just like, because like what would happen was like you someone would do something. You're like, yeah, I made this whole album, and you're like, holy shit, <laughs> I've been doing shit this whole time. I gotta go work. Mm. So then it kind of like it was that kind of like it was like that friendly competition, yeah, yeah. and like. You don't want to be left behind, type of shit. Mm. I guess that kind of like really, really yeah, helped. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. What you guys are building is really, you know, fascinating, interesting, and uh, actually inspiring. And I, I love oh, it. Yeah. You know, it's like I love it because there's this camaraderie, uh, but there's this still we are here to do something, right? Um, one, one thing you do is put everything in house, and we kind of touched about this earlier on, but. Why is it important to keep everything that LDN needs to do inside this ecosystem of LDN? <laughs> um, the reason why is, for one, it's a value proposition. <laughs> it's, it's our value proposition is that we, the fact that we can create everything in-house, like I'm, how many artists can say they can create everything in-house? Not a lot. And I guess kind of like, it was it, it was it was by accident actually because like it was like when you like ultimately when you start creating the group and then people are like I need a graphic designer I need an album cover I need a music video and then when you start with your friend your friend can do this a friend can do this a friend can do that it just kind of made sense to like I saw like outsourcing all the time do it in house we can design everything in house it also made everything more consistent it also and the production like the turnover time was faster mm. so kind of like. We, could, we and that's when we realized, holy shit, this is like a superpower. <laughs> like, and the fact there's like ten of us, and all we all brought in different skills. We're like, yo, let's utilize this. And I guess like that's the reason why we kept it in house and the ownership aspect, and not kind of like we work with people, and people are great to work with. But some people are like, oh, I have different schedule. I can't get this done now. And obviously, when you're trying to like, boom, 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 like it's, it's like when you're trying to like be organized, it's not. A lot of people can like fuck up plans. So like that was. A thing to keep it in house because it's kind of made it more consistent and made yeah it more clear. you know it's a good thing you mentioned that like i know personally i've been in situations like that where you know everything is set up um we know that we are doing whatever this thing is at 12 o'clock on wednesday and everybody's fine and tuesday night i check in are we good for tomorrow and you're like yes and then yeah. <laughs> 11 30 you just send me a text message sorry i can't do it <laughs> like you could have told me yesterday. Now what? Now what? Right, right. Exactly. Right, right, right. Now it's so, it's so frustrating because, like, and we've been in that position where we've had that. Like, we had that so much at the start. And I guess, like, it wasn't, like, this is why I'm, like, kind of going into plants earlier, why I fucking need to be as involved with, like, the music production creating process. It was kind of, like, seeing, like I said, that's what, that's what I said before, like, the best producers are artists. It was kind of taking that same kind of, like, concept and applying it to, like, the overall general. It was kind of like, okay, like, if you can make your, like, like for example, I kind of, like, I've watched Makai made beats from scratch, and it's amazing. I'm like, imagine we could do that as, one of our, like a, as a collective. Make everything from scratch, I'll put it, 
it's amazing. We get we get it how we want it. Mm. And that's another thing that happens where we realize like we were outsourcing and, and things weren't coming back how we wanted. And that was like a very important part, especially when you're trying to like express yourself or express whatever. Mm-hmm. And someone else is like, oh yeah, like they're doing it for you. It, it obviously is great, but it's not exactly how you want it. And like, we were very picky. And I guess that kind of also contributed to why we kind of kept everything in house. Being picky is a good thing sometimes. Like being picky sometimes is a good thing because especially yeah. <laughs> with your music, you know, you want to have your distinct sound. And like, you know, like how you mentioned about all those artists, like Michael Jackson, if you hear the guy's song, you know who the person saw. You know, yeah. Right? And, and if you're exactly. not nitpicking, if you're not like super focused, if you're not like it doesn't sound the way I want it to sound, then you won't have that distinction. You get lost. You just be artist number 43, exactly. you know? facts you can't be artist number one in that way <laughs> you know you mentioned about um covid and how you've used covid to build things moving forward so i think i want to end it with this question though what are some things you've done in this in the period of covid to build ldn to where you want it to get to um so a lot of things we did was um we're very big on collaborations and we're very big on like kind of like Cause that's how LDN was kind of started. It was, it was a collaborative effort, and we kind of continue that outside of the business. So, um, of during the pan, like the year of 2020, we um, so started the year, we threw our first show, our first ever show on God in the Street. We had 75 people turn out, which was amazing. Shout out to those people. I literally was like scared as fuck planning that show. I did not know when I was planning, I'm like, yo, like, no one's gonna come to this shit. Yeah, <laughs> and people came out, and it was, it was packed. I was, I was very surprised, and it was great, kind of like see that. Very reassuring. Uh, and then COVID hit. Um, we so and then we did some performances here and there. Um, we dropped an album. We dropped a mixtape in the same year. Um, and then in August twenty twenty one, Spring Garden Business Association they hit us up. They're like, "Hey, we heard you guys like making music. We're looking for local artists to perform on Spring Garden for the first ever Spring Garden outdoor show." I was like, I was like, holy shit, fuck yeah, my bad for cursing. I'm like, yeah, and then so we so we literally threw the first ever outdoor performance on Spring Garden. Nice. You know the public gardens, the gate around the public garden. Right, right, right. We it's so funny because like we were it was on like on a Saturday we were like a bunch of fucking teenagers blasting music on Spring Garden, <laughs> blasting. And like I'm not kidding. Like it was like and like people were driving past, like stopping, like what's happening? Just us performing on Spring Garden. So that was very, very fun. And like that was something that like, we were like, yo, this is sick. And yeah. like something that a lot of people can't even get to say. Yeah. And yeah, then so yeah. that was getting like the second kind of like big thing we did. And then and on December on December thirty first, whatever, 29th, whatever, day mm-hmm. the last day of twenty twenty, we hosted a New Year's Eve New Year's Eve virtual performance in collaboration with Propeller Brewery. Nice. Yeah, so that was so that was kind of like since we couldn't do any live shows, we decided like, you know what, just let's try to be innovative and go virtual. So through a virtual show, mm-hmm. we so the goal was kind of like, like we said, like I said before, we provide an experience, and I try to keep that in mind. I we reached out to Propeller Brewery, like, hey, did we want to throw a New Year's Eve virtual show? We want to also have a bundle where people can buy a ticket and a case of four pack or six pack from Propeller Brewery beer, and then for a bundle price. And then they can they get a ticket to the show and they get drinks. So the whole goal is kind of like put on a performance, like a virtual performance for New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and get people to come out and have fun with us and perform. Because everyone at the time, everyone was stuck indoors and still are stuck indoors. So we're trying to bring the music and show to the people. Yeah. And that was kind of the last thing we have done. 
And as of right now, we're in the, I can actually finally announce this. We are dropping a project, another album in June. So very soon. Oh, wow. <laughs> so this okay. Thanks, for announcing, <laughs> Thanks for, announcing the first first. for announcing here first. Thanks for announcing here first. Yeah, 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 no, no, I Drop feel super special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're dropping that in June. And this is something that's been like, the first album, one thing I can say, the first album we, it was made in a shorter time period. This album has been eight months, eight, nine months to make wow. the album. And like, it was, wow. yeah. So it's definitely something, that, and like exactly as a collective, it's been something that we've kind of like, it was nice because like we were able to kind of like do things as a collective outside of music. And then kind of mm-hmm. like come together and like, okay, this is our experience to put into the music. And then try to like really oh, show that we've been working and show that we've been improving. That's kind of, this, I feel like this album is a big step from our last album. Sure. Awesome. Man, yeah. Kalade, thank you so much <laughs> for sharing. Tell me about the, the progress of LDN and, and, and actually announcing an exclusive right on the Sanctuary. I can't wait to have <laughs> you back once that album is out because I will be sure to listen, uh, Yo, yeah. listen and then we'll definitely talk about it. Yeah, definitely, man. I, thank you for having me on. This was great. I love having love these conversations. Mm-hmm.